When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map. Just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Welcome into the second hour of Sinner and the Saint. If you missed any of the first hour, you can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Speaking of podcasts, uh, myself, Patrick Harrison for Luke Anderson and Mike Lynch. We do the Beers on Us podcast. That drops every Thursday at 4. Make sure you get that. Wherever you get your podcast, Tenny the Fan, Odyssey. Uh, we'll get into Did a you little... love my production work? <laughs> I think it's so great, Will. I think it's excellent. I, I have to be the best producer here. By I never wait. I, I never listen to the show because it, you know, I say this to the boys in the morning to Dirt and Sprague. I, I never listen to that show because I'm just not usually up. And I right. always listen to sports radio in my car. Yeah. And sometimes uh, no, that's okay. It's okay. The show's terrible. But uh, but well, I, what we do here is Tom Fuller. I love that 10 o'clock open. <laughs> the Star Trek theme, I think it's great. And the production value of Odyssey is excellent yeah that took me a lot <laughs> i i think it's pretty like ingenious thinking that took me a hefty hour <clears throat> i think it's good thinking uh 15 minutes we'll chat a little bit a bla- little bit blazers and uh don't forget we have what to watch for your weekend coming up at 8 45 uh the last note i want to say on the draft here is there's two little tidbits that i'm interested in that are probably a little blown up but i am interested in uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Kyle Trask at the end of the second round. Is Kyle Trask the next Tom Brady? Oh my gosh. You know, it's happening. It was pretty great that they did that because it continued the long held tradition of uh, selecting an unathletic white guy to back up Tom Brady. <laughs> Like yeah. that's been the case. It has been the case. Jimmy G was the most athletic guy to yeah. ever back up Tom Brady. Matt Jaco- Castle couldn't do anything. Maybe Jacoby Brissett, but I think he was always third. He's also black. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that was the only black guy, I think, to back up Tom Brady. Yeah. I can't. I mean, even the backups now were unathletic white guys. 
Yeah. In Sidham and Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. I mean, I go through Mac the Jones level. is decently athletic. Ryan Mallett. Oh, yeah, Ryan Mallett. Uh, I'm always late for stuff, Ryan Mallett. Um, <laughs> Doug yeah. Flutie. Doug Flutie. Yeah, I mean, it just continues that tradition. Drew Bledsoe. And I'm glad you pointed it out because the Buccaneers truly do not care anymore. No. They don't care about the future. Nope, nope, no. Nope. They are just like, look, he's got about three years left. Let's win a Super Bowl every year. Do you think they look at Kyle Trask and they're like, oh, dude, we just got our backup quarterback for the next 10 years? Oh. No. <laughs> I think they're like, look, once Tom retires and we're terrible that year. At least we have someone that's been behind Tom for three years. Yeah, that's right. And, and then, then they put Trask in and he yeah. sucks. And then they're like, okay, which yeah. quarterback are we drafting that's right. this year? He'll fart out three wins and then they'll get like the second pick and get a quarterback. Because they've got nobody on defense. Yeah. All, all of their offensive superstars are either retired or in jail. That's right. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Just confirming that for you, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, we we see, you see this every once in a while. The sports teams that just pile it in for one year and call it good. Watch the Bucks win like nine games this year and lose in the first round. Yeah, but you know, I think Brady's probably going to play or at least try to play until he's like 48. I think he's going to give it a he go. He said but 45. Then, yeah, he's going to play until he's 48. And if that will happen, if he doesn't, like get traumatically hurt because I believe that he is getting to the point now where if he got seriously hit like blindside hit uh, and I know, you know, Tom Brady's incredible in the pocket and has incredible spatial awareness, but like it's really not out of the realm of possibility that somebody just blows an assignment and he gets rocked lit up. Dude, he's done. That guy's done. I don't care about pliability or whatever the hell his diet is. No, dude, you're done. You're done. If, if there's a 23-year-old frigging athletic superstar <laughs> who weighs 260 pounds screaming off an edge, like he is that ending your career. can't wait to be known as the oh, guy yeah. that ended Tom Brady's yeah. career. Yeah, you're it's done. toast. <laughs> then why do you have Kyle Trask? Because I think there's this whole idea in sports, and especially in the NFL right now, and I mean, the the Rams have been doing it for a good, what, three years now, is that thinking about your future is really for the feeble. There's a few different subsets of teams in the NFL right now. One being that you are completely desperate. You are on the bottom of the bottom. Mm -hmm. You're the New York Jets. Yeah. You don't have anything to lose at this point. Your roster sucks. You have a new coach who seems like a great guy who seems like he knows what he's doing. He's going to defensively orient the team and everything. But for the most part, if you get four wins, that's impressive. Yeah, I'd be really impressed if the Jets got four wins. Four wins would be great Sounds for great. the Jets. The next tier is kind of your middling group, right? It's your wins that's like, yeah, you know, you're okay. You're fine. You could make a playoff. Maybe you did. You know, you're Chicago Bears with Mitch Trubisky. You're Chicago Bears. You're the Minnesota Cowboys. With Kirk yeah, you're the, the, the Minnesota. You're what I imagine the Lions will probably be this next season. The Colts with Phillip Rivers. I mean, they made the playoffs, but yeah. they barely did. So you're in this weird phase of like, look, I, who are we? Where yeah, are we? Yeah, Atlanta Falcons are an incredible example because it's like, look, Matt Ryan still has a little bit left in him, but it probably would have been smart if we would have picked a quarterback at this point. Right. But you know Kyle what? Pitts is Screw great, it. but we're going to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think side note on Atlanta, I think they took Kyle Pitts because they're like, we're going to be trash no matter what. Right. So let's get this stud. Yeah. Let's just get the best guy. Let's get this stud suck for another year and hope someone decent comes out next year. 
And then you got the top tier teams, which is Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Kansas City, uh, your Baltimore's. Yeah, to an effect, Baltimore Seahawks to an extent. It's the idea that, look, every single season you are flying by the seat of your underwear. It is like we have either one or two guys who it's boomer bust every single year until somebody like like we were talking about before screams off the edge and just destroys their body, <laughs> just lights yeah. them up. And so it's like in this draft, I thought you saw a lot of that kind of coming out. You know what I mean? The only one that everyone confuses- kind of is who we thought they were. Yeah. And to, the, to, to borrow a line. The only one that confuses the literal hell out of me is what San Francisco did. I, I am not about the the um, Trey Lance pick. I, I wasn't a fan of it at well, all. Well, I don't mind the Trey Lance pick. I'm more concerned about what it costs to get there. Hmm. Trey, Lance co- Trey Lance costs three first-round picks. <laughs> yep. The Dolphins got two of them. And yeah. you spent one on Trey Lance. Three first-round picks for an admitted project. I don't. I don't have a problem with drafting Trey Lance number three. I have a problem that he costs three first-round picks. I don't have a problem trading for Paul George. I like Paul George. I don't think Paul George costs eight first-round draft picks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a heavy, heavy price to pay for a guy in Paul George who's a good player, an All-Star. Mm. Top 30 in the league. Little bitch. Yeah, kind of kind of a biatch, but uh, top 30 in the league. Yeah. Eight first-round draft or seven, however many it is, that's yeah. a lot. And Trey Lance is the same situation. Yeah. Another thing in the draft that happened that kind of caught my attention is, let me. I'm going to read you this quote. This quote is from a GM who just drafted a player. Is it anonymous? Uh, no, no, no. I will oh, tell you. You're going to tell me. Okay. The quote is, I hope everybody on our team and within our building is excited about adding blank. I think it was something we wanted to add. We've wanted to add for a few years. That guy that, guy that can play inside and do some returning. So, yeah, I hope everybody's pleased with it. That is the GM of the Green Bay Packers in drafting Amari Rogers, wide receiver, out of Clemson in the third round. It, anything quote, to quit talking about Aaron Rodgers. I hope everybody's pleased with it. <laughs> Uh, he's five foot nine, do it all slot receiver is what they call him. <laughs> and it is the highest spot the Packers have drafted receiver since some guy named Devontae in the second round in 2014. Again, I hope everybody's pleased with it. <laughs> no. What the hell are they thinking? I, I'm sorry. I you have to be so deluded if you if if you are thinking everything's fine over there. I mean, it must not be. It must not be. But, like, this kind of PR stunt that you go out there, and I guess you have to do it because otherwise what are you going to do? Like, draft a guy, and then when they ask you, hey, what about that pick? What do you think of that? I don't know. All I care about right now is trying to get Aaron Rodgers the hell out of here. And then they've got all these quotes from Amari Rodgers, too, where he's like, of course I want to catch passes from the reigning MVP, future Hall of Famer. We got the same last name, so of course it's pretty cool. It's actually amazing and surreal that I get the opportunity to play with a quarterback like him. Since Randall Cobb left, everybody in my family felt like they haven't had a slot player like him. They just felt it was a good fit for me there with Aaron Rodgers. Amari Rodgers is just doubling down. Yeah. It's like, are you not are you not following? <laughs> like, are you not following? But we're all kind of, like literally the only thing we talk about now. The NFL draft showed up and we could care less about the NFL draft. Yeah. It was Rodgers. 
And he's like, dude, I can't wait to play with that guy. Like, are you getting traded too? Are you part of the deal? It's kind of that mindset that a lot of CEOs have. And I, and I praise them for it. And you know what? I praise Rogers for this too. It's the idea that if something has not happened yet, then it hasn't happened and there's no reason to think about it. Right. So it's like whenever there's these impeding doom type of things, because <laughs> this is in fact an impeding doom. Yes, like, it is an impeding doom. Aaron Rodgers is not going to play for the Green Bay Packers next season. As much as everybody wants to throw numbers at me and tell me about, you know, cap hits and everything. Look, man, that guy's not stepping on the field <laughs> and he doesn't care anymore and he has nothing to lose. I'm out. This is. Oh, yeah. He has nothing to lose. He doesn't have a reputation to lose. He's no. one. He's one. Uh, I think multiple MVPs. He's won a, a, a Super Bowl. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to host a friggin' game show. Yeah, like we talked about this the other day on AJ and Dusty. You know, does it does a does a how much more can he build up his reputation? His status as the all time greats is kind of cemented. He could win two more Super Bowls, and I still think it doesn't move him that much differently. No. Does Aaron Rodgers ever pass Peyton Manning yeah. in legacy? Hmm. That's kind of interesting because I know Man- I know Manning doesn't have a ton of like the Super Bowls and stuff. And I don't, you know, I don't want to get into like list radio necessarily, but I don't think there's that much more Aaron Rodgers can do because I think you got Brady, and then you've got in some combination Manning, Montana, maybe Breeze because of all the records. But I'd take Rodgers over Breeze. I know you're talking about Roethlisberger somewhere around there. But really, what does Aaron Rodgers' reputation change with another MVP or another Super Bowl? I think Aaron Rodgers, for all time, will hold the moniker of the most talented quarterback Physically of all time. Physically talented yes. quarterback. He will be the most talented. He, he checks every single box, <clears throat> or at least in his prime he did. I mean, I know he just won the MVP, but let's be honest. He was a lot more mobile five years ago. And the MVP last year is a giant FU tour. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um but, like, he checked every box in some way, in the accuracy, the arm strength. It's how I feel about Manning in the yeah. brain. Yes. Manning checks all the boxes yes. in football IQ. But, like, that's pretty much what Rodgers is going to hold. And I think it's interesting to compare him to Peyton Manning because if he does win one more Super Bowl, and he does it in a way that does not diminish how he did it because, let's all be honest, Peyton Manning was hanging on a wing and a prayer in that, that last that one. That second Denver. Super Bowl is one of the most rough. brutal Super Bowls yes. I've had to watch, and he was not good in it. And if you could be Aaron Rodgers and say go somewhere like the 49ers, if that did happen, or you go some other team and you win a Super Bowl and you're the focal point of it, say like you're Tom Brady who won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like he played a massive part in it, even though he threw three picks in the NFC title game like that then can have a very huge mark on how you're regarded. And I think too, it's the other thing that so many people are so invested in the whole mind of Peyton Manning thing. Like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. like the mental side of it, people just put far up and above. I probably do. I probably put it higher than it should be. Oh, I do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is, he's a, he's a steel trap in there. And I think it's just because I've seen so many dudes, the best example, smoke and Jay. Smoke and Jay Color, million dollar arm, two cent head. You know, that guy was an idiot. That guy's still an idiot, but he could throw the football over them mountains if you wanted. So maybe I do. So th- I guess that that's the whole point. And and I didn't mean to get into an Aaron Rodgers thing, but I'm kind of glad we oh, did hey, because man. it's hard not to. Yeah, I love the, it. The story's so big, it's hard not to. I love Rodgers. <clears throat> Is I'm with you. If if he doesn't get traded out of Green Bay, he'll just walk away. Yeah. And he'll sit for a year. 
And then if he wants to play again, he'll go play somewhere else. Yeah. But I'll bet you once that guy sits for a year and realizes he's not getting blasted and going to OTAs, I'll bet you he don't come back. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to be like, whoa, this is way cooler. On top of the contract, there's the endorsements. Yeah. There's, I mean, he'll stay in State Farm commercials. Someone will want him on TV. He'll say no until he gets paid a bajillion dollars. Because I don't think he's going to get the Jeopardy gig. I don't think that's I, – I wouldn't I wouldn't be – as a fan of Jeopardy, I wouldn't be pumped to see him as Jeopardy every day. I don't think it's bad, but I'm not like, oh, I really got to watch Jeopardy now. I think it would be interesting. Yeah. He could end up like Shaq, the yeah. Shaq of the NFL, <clears throat> where it's like we all remember you as being really, really good, and now you just, like, won't go away, and, and you're selling everything. And, <laughs> and, and Shaq, like, mails it in on the TV show. He just yeah. says, like, oh, no, what you're talking about, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry's one of the best point guards ever. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Cool. We'd have a little pizzazz in there, bud. Glad you're on TV. By the way, here's some pictures of my booty. That you see great. that the other yeah, night? Yeah, that was, was awesome. Like, Good God. Dude, I love that. All right, we'll take a little break from the NFL here as I want to slide over as the Blazers have won their third game in a row. Is this the turnaround? Should the Blazers trade CJ? Is Stotts here to stay? Blazers next, 1080 The Fan. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. 1022 here, center in the same. Patrick Harris filling in for Luke Anderson as he's in Hawaii with everybody else. Yes, we missed the boat on this, Will. So what, you got Dirt, Isaac, Luke, and AJ all in Hawaii. This is correct. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I were looking at flights the other day, and it's pretty absurd how cheap you can go to Hawaii. Yeah, I know. That's what everybody says right now, and I'm fully vaxxed. Are you, are you vaxxed? I got one more coming up. Not this Wednesday, but the next. My two-week grace period after the second shot is Monday. So I guess technically Monday I will be I will be full-time. It's kind of a nightmare process to get to Hawaii right now. Not nightmare per se, but it can be really difficult. You also can't go to, like, you can't go to Kauai. Mm. And I think Maui, you have to quarantine for 14 days. That sucks. So, but yes, I've heard flights are dirty, dirty, cheap. They're... Any chance any of them run into each other? Because I guarantee you none of them are hanging out with each other. That's four very different personalities. Uh, No, and I can tell you right now where all of those personalities will be. So Luke has twins, and he's going with a larger part of his family. So they'll be doing Hawaii things. Like Like, uh, the tourist trap stuff? Touristy things, yeah. Snorkel in the coral reef. That's right. Dirt will be drunk on a beach. (laughs) That's my guy. Yeah, he will be just sloppy drunk on a beach and then show up an hour late to his tea time. (laughs) Uh, AJ will be hiking and doing all forms. Taking pictures in Jurassic Park. Yes. (laughs) Doing all forms of like hiking and outdoor activities. And Isaac Rob literally will just sleep on a golf course. <laughs> like, that's all he'll do. He'll literally golf, and then he'll find a sand trap, and like a cat, he'll kind of walk around in a circle, dig a bit, and then just take a nap. The only chance of two people running into each other is dirt and Rop. Yeah, on a golf course. The difference is, is I know the salary discrepancies between Rop and dirt, and they're probably on different golf yes. courses. Yes, <laughs> yes, you would be correct. So that was the only chance. So that's that's not what's going to happen there. Unless, like, Rob somehow went to the wrong course. Yeah, he turned Stumbled, the wrong way. Yeah, He's like, here we go. And there's there's Andy. Oh, hey, Isaac. You want to hey. shoot around with me? Let me, oh, tell, let me tell you what, man. I was just about to hit this golf ball here. 
What is happening? Dude, Dirt has the most incredible John Gruden impression. He does. I've heard it. It's, it's quite great. it's quite great. Oh, it's clean. It is good, man. I, I need to have like a solid go-to. What are, to impersonate someone? Yeah, yeah. I'm decent with Stephen A. Smith, but I Stephen feel like a. that's such a caricature that that's kind of easy. Yeah, I do a really good um uh, Harrison Ford. Ooh, nice. You want to hear it? Sure. All right, here we go. <clears throat> hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Excellent, dude. Pretty good. Excellent. I um, worked on it quite a lot. Let's see. Where is this? I've got to find it. I don't know where it is. See, check it out. Hey, hey, guys, it's me, Han Solo. <laughs> hey, hey, it's me. It's me. I got to find it. Oh, here it is. I do a decent Sam Elliott. You heard this? Let's hear it. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's real good. Thank you. Damn. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> that's something else right there. Yeah, that's my Sam Elliott. With age, that will get better. I I think so too. As your voice ages, uh, I love Sam Elliott to death. Um, I wear a mustache in honor of Sam Elliott. It's just not as awesome as his. You know, mine doesn't grow long enough to like cover the lip. Yeah. And go down like his. Little drapes. God, he's so sexy. You know, like Sam Elliott, I think, is the only old guy I can think of whose voice didn't just peter out into a whimper with age. Because if, if you've ever talked to old people, like anybody above the age of 75, their voice, men especially, <clears throat> it, it, yeah, it, 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 it loses its power. Yeah. It loses its depth. Yeah. It's not a great enunciation. Like you can, when you hear somebody on the radio that's mm. old, they're yeah. old, yeah. and you can like you can tell. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe this voice hangs on. Yeah, I mean you're gonna be lucky because I will have a weaker but still nasally voice. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll just be kind of like this, like a little slower and a little less power, <laughs> but still kind of deep. All right, coming up next on the hot corner. Remember when Aaron Rodgers <laughs> wanted out of Green Bay? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes the third is doing the same thing. Uh, <laughs> well, I put away that. I did promise some Blazers, so we'll get to Blazers next. Yeah, we can do Blazers. Yeah, we'll do we'll do Blazers next. But first, here's Will with headlines. All right, it's 1032 as we wrap up the final half hour of Center in the Saint. It's Patrick Harris sitting in for Luke Anderson, who, as we said, is in Hawaii. Uh, we've got What to Watch coming up here in 15 minutes, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Also coming up at 1 o'clock, is, is, is Anthony Q. Newman going to be in the studio here with Andy Dirt Johnson? You got Anthony they bring Q. In the Newman. They're bringing the band together? Dirt will still be in Hawaii while Dusty will be oh, in Dusty. here. Oh, Dusty. Okay, so yeah. it's Dusty and Q yep. uh, coming in for the pregame show as we've got the Ducks spring game. That kick is 2 o'clock, correct? That's correct. Correct, 2 o'clock. And also 9-10 will have the Oregon Ducks Washington State baseball game. I think you'll also be seeing for the Ducks the uh, long-awaited quarterback thing. Ah, uh, yes. I think I heard Anthony Brown was is most likely supposed to get a lot of the first-team snaps. Yeah, he will. Uh, but, you know, that'll be something to watch. This is 10A The Fan. We are home of the Ducks, so make sure you stick around for that. If you haven't listened to Anthony Newman on the radio, if you're a Ducks fan, or, hell, if you're just a college football fan and you haven't listened to Anthony Newman on uh, these pregame shows, he is awesome. 
and he is such a cool dude. I, I am a big, big fan of Q. I ran the board for a lot of Ducks games over the season. In fact, all of them. And uh, my conversations with Q, awesome, awesome dude. They're doo-doo also. Yep. Also probably one of my favorite drafts. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I had it. Sorry, I had this little piece for you. I thought shoot. you might be interested in. The Saints have picked uh, uh, <laughs> have picked Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book with the 133rd. Ah, <laughs> Yes. Ian Book, thank you, New Orleans, for completing the challenge. So now they got three quarterbacks on their team that I think all kind of suck. Yeah, that's about correct. Man, they now have uh, they now have Taysom Hill, Diet Taysom Hill, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Diet Taysom Hill and Ian Book. Yeah, and uh, famous Jameis. Famous Jameis, and then of course you have the original, the original Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill leaded, not unleaded, leaded. What the hell? See, that was the other team I thought should have gotten in the Aaron Rodgers chase. And maybe they are right now. Who the hell knows? But like, like, do they really expect to roll Jameis Winston out there Dude, and win games? That's what I wonder. I think Saints fans, you ever met a Kansas City Royal fan? Uh, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. I, know, <laughs> I, I know a couple that are Kansas City Royals fans uh, right now. Okay. And their team, they're, they're starting to rebuild. They're on the return. Last year, garbage. The year before, garbage. Mm. You go to a you go to a Royals fan, you're like, God, your team sucks this year. And they're like, Yeah, dude, who cares, man? 2015, World Series champs. Yeah. Do you think Saints fans might turn into that? Oh, dude, you guys are bad again. Whatever, dude. We had Drew Brees and Super Bowls. Like, yeah. See, I think they will now They'll because just give it up and say, I don't care. As long as Drew Brees was there, it was always almost this like indignation they had and like the slight they felt from the NFL from like the blown calls to mm -hmm. like all this crap where they were like, you know, there was a sense of caring that was not so much about like we can do it, but more like they effed us and we should have done and it. And I'm pissed. Yeah. Many of them believe if they would have beaten the Rams, they would have gone on and kicked the living you know what out of the Patriots. If the Patriots go on to miss the playoffs for the next 20 years. Patriots fans are like, dude, we got six with Tommy. Oh yeah. Completely. Man, I don't know. That's what... why I think they probably didn't care about the Mac Jones. Pick. I don't, I don't know how to live that life. Really? I yeah. mean, when my team sucks, I'm like, oh, why but, do we suck? But you know, see, that's like for the Portland trailblazers. If they won one title in my lifetime at this point in my life, I would be that way. Now, if it would like have happened Indians in, in 2016, yeah, I'm like, do it, baby, do it, do it. <laughs> like if it would have happened in my teens, I think I would have expected more, but now okay. that I'm in my thirties, it's like, if they just went for broke and won a title, I'm good for the rest of my days after that. I know you don't, I, I'm going to watch games and I'm going to root for them, but yeah. I'm not going to be as like pissy about it as I am now. Cause I know, I know you don't watch the sport, but I am, I'm a big uh, international football guy. Hmm. And my favorite team in England is Liverpool. I've been a Liverpool fan since 2004, 2005, something like that. Right. When I first got into it. And they won the league for the first time in 30 years last year. It's a big deal, the league, Big right? deal. Okay. Big deal to win the league, yeah. Because it's not playoffs. It's, it's not like we do sports over here. There's different playoffs. It's different things I won't get into. Won the league for the first time in 30 years. Huge deal. This year, we kind of suck due to injuries, and I'm pissed off. So I think it's I think a little of it is also what sport it is and the chance you have as that team to win the sport. Liverpool can win the title 
every year. Yeah. They just haven't. The Blazers can't win a title every year. So I think that's why I think if I was 10 or 70 and the Blazers got one title, I'd be like, I'm good. Wow. I think I'd be good because I understand the landscape of that league. Yeah. The Blazers winning a title would be a pretty big deal. Oh, it would be your only. It's it's like Toronto. It's like Toronto. Yeah. If you're a Raptors fan, you're like, I don't care. Well, yeah, and the Trade only Norman Powell, give rid of Kyle Lowry. See ya, Kawhi. I don't care. Well, and the only reason to be a fan after that, I mean, and I guess that's kind of the sad part about where they are right now is the fact that you have a guy like Damian Lillard, who is obviously a, you know, once in a franchise superstar that you'll get in a small market. Now, if we were in LA right now, I'd tell you, I don't, I don't give an S we'll probably yeah. get another superstar. Yeah, I'd be like, like, Oh, it's cool that we have Damian yeah. Lillard, but he's not cool as the other six guys yeah. we've had. Yeah. And so you're in this window where as a small market team, you're, you're not going to see this again. Really. Right. I, I mean, maybe down the road, but you fell ass backwards into a draft pick that was, and probably will be considered one of the better guards in league history because he's already setting records for mm-hmm. three pointers. So he's going to make probably a top 50 list for greatest point guards of all time at some point in his career. And he's on the wrong side of 30 injured. Obviously you can see him play even last night. He had to be helped up and helped over to the bench because he friggin' banged his knee again. And you're at this inflection point where there isn't really much opportunity to go get a free agent either through signing because you have the highest payroll in the league right now or trade because to be quite honest, I don't know if CJ McCollum is worth say like a Jimmy Butler. I, he's definitely not worth a Jimmy Butler, even a Carl Anthony towns. It's a little like, yeah. Did, what did if I, I throw really Zach Collins in there? Yeah, right. <laughs> the future. Oh, then hang up. <laughs> you had me at CJ. Once you said Zach, they hang, hang up out. quicker than the Packers hung up on the Niners. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're at this point where this season, I think most fans have the, uh, you know, feeling of, you know, whatever. I don't really care what happens. You know, if you get to the Western conference finals by some miracle, okay, I'm going to watch it. But like, I, it doesn't matter. I want all Shea and, and Stott's out. You and I talked about this the other day off the air. Uh, and I, I'd like, I'd like to venture back into it. Cause we don't have dusty to interrupt us. God, that guy. Um, I'm with you on this. You mentioned it because I keep saying that I'm I'm exhausted. Like this team is really exhausting for me to watch because they've won three games. Okay, the Memphis game is a, is a nice win, mm. big four quarter game. Third quarter is a little dicey. Uh, but Indy Indiana kind of sucks. The Nets only had Kyrie of their big three. Mm. When Blake Griffin starts, I've seen Detroit. They're not very good when Blake Griffin starts. So you're like, okay, three is good, but. Now I got to watch them probably lose to Atlanta and lose to Boston, probably lose to Cleveland because that's a Blazer thing to do. And so I'm just, I'm ready for the season to be over. That's what you said. You said to me, I'm just, I just want it to be over. And yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And again, it's not so much. And I, I, I don't I hate them. I love them. Yeah. I'm not, the, I'm not screaming from the heavens. You got to do this. You got to do that. I just, I need to see something else. And I get this a lot from people on Twitter that are like in other markets because I'll, I'll like comment on tweets uh, from some other people that are national writers or national, uh, you know, personalities through the NBA. And they'll kind of like talk about the Blazers and they'll talk about Damian Lillard and everything. And I might comment 
once or twice on things. And I'll get stuff from people like in New York or over on the East Coast where I'll say things like, yeah, well, trading CJ McCollum might help them to fill out the roster. And people on the East Coast are so effing warped. They're like, you're an idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. CJ McCollum averages this, 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 and this in points. Uh, and I just <clears> have to sit there and be like, Dude, you probably haven't watched one game from beginning to end from the Portland Trailblazers. Just like I haven't watched a, a Nick game from beginning to end. I know they're on an eight-game winning streak, and I'm not going to analyze it. I'm just going to accept it. I haven't seen a Nick game since Patrick Ewing. <laughs> and that not even might, with Mello? That might, oh, okay, nah, maybe. Maybe with Mello. <laughs> or like Kobe was in the garden, so sure. I watched that. Yeah. Okay, or Jeremy so Lynn. So. Lynn Sanity, Yeah, perhaps. Lynn Sanity. Okay, okay. But, I mean, like, it took something for me to watch a Knicks game. But you know what you know what that you know what that sounds like? It's the opposite. CJ McCollum viewed in the league is the opposite of the way Damian Lillard is viewed in the league. Mm. Damian Lillard has been viewed as one of the top five players in NBA in this town for a long time. And nobody has given Dame the credit in the league. The league is starting to come back around and it's starting to see, okay, this Damian Lillard is actually pretty dang legit. We know who C.J. McCollum is, but the rest of the league is opposite. They're like, C.J. McCollum, that's an awesome number two. That backcourt of Damon C.J., other than Stephen Clay, is there a better one in the league? And we're like, yeah, half the league. We watch this team every single day. So maybe, you know, we talk about this, and I heard Quick, Jason Quick was on primetime yesterday, and he kind of alluded to this too. We don't really know what the trade market is for C.J., and I think a lot of us locally think it's not very good, we might be wrong. Yeah. You know, we might be wrong because the rest of the league, I think, holds CJ higher than we do. And I think it's interesting, too, because a lot of people compare us to what the uh, Toronto Raptors were like five years ago where you had DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. And, and it's similar in a good way. Good backcourt. Great backcourt. And, you know... The trade market obviously was pretty dang good for DeMar DeRozan because they got Kawhi Leonard in return. <laughs> now, it was extraordinary circumstances in the fact that Kawhi Leonard was literally refusing to play. Yep. And so San Antonio could not get rid of him fast enough. They right. were just like, look, the first decent and offer it's an expiring we get. deal. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, when you think about C.J. McCollum's trade value heading into this next year or maybe the year after, who knows? I mean, you got to move him at some point because, to be quite honest, this team is just incredibly predictable otherwise. Unless you're going to bring a head coach in that's going to just turn everything 180 on its head. I don't know if that lightning in a bottle moment will happen yeah. where you get a Kawhi Leonard who says, I don't want to be here anymore. Send me on a plane to the next place. I don't care. I'm going to close my eyes and point up north to a cold city. Right. Where really, I want to be in L.A. Well, and honestly, I feel like anybody that is going to do that is going to be a guard that we don't need. Sure. Like, sure. Would this team be I, that much better with James Harden on it? Yeah. You think so? That much better? They would be that much better, though. It would have C. You, well, would, you probably would have had to trade CJ. Yeah, you traded him. CJ. It, they would <clears> be better, but they would not win a title because the defense problem would get even worse. Yeah, see what I mean? <laughs> like, and that's why I'm kind of like, yeah. would this team be that much yeah. better? You would be a better version <clears throat> of what you are right now. So that's what worries me because, you know, Paul George has already done it. Kawhi's already done it. Butler already got himself out of Chicago. I don't know any of those small forwards to power forwards, which is what you would be looking for. I don't know if we have any of those in the league that are ready to say, you know what, I want out. 
The only one I can think of is Carl Anthony Towns. And Anthony Towns is even one that it's like, I don't even know if he really wants to leave because he likes playing with uh, Anthony Edwards yeah. now. And that franchise has wrapped their arms around the dude after he went through probably the crappiest year anyone could through yep. COVID. Like almost all of his family members were either infected or died. Yeah. And if you kind of just get to the point where you're like, this is where I live. This is where yeah. it's like Joe. We talk, we've been talking about Joe Thomas all week. Yep. It's like Joe Thomas. He lived in Cleveland forever. Cause he's just kind of like, yeah. yeah, man, I've had 13 different quarterbacks in 10 years, but I block for them. Yeah. They just suck. These people like me. I like them. I'm just going to do this. I'm from the Northwest. I went to college at Washington state. I, I grew up in Vancouver, went to Wazoo. Where'd I come back? I came back here because I like it here. I don't plan on leaving here. You know, I've traveled. I lived in Seattle for a little bit from Spokane. You know, I got friends in the Bay Area. You know, I travel all, you know, as best I can. But I like it here. And maybe Cat is like that in, in, in Minneapolis. Or maybe he's a St. Paul. Maybe he's like, you know, Minneapolis isn't as cool. You know, I like West Lynn more than Lake O. That's just me. Or maybe he's like. Man, I really like food and beer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. We have something for you. This is what I'm going to do. Oh, well, CJ's got his wine, so you never know. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up with what to, what we got our eyeballs on for the weekend. This is The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel avid television viewer will darkens and increasingly out of touch father of twin girls luke anderson are here to tell you what to watch literally it's what to watch on the sinner and the saint on 1080 the fan All right, this is What to Watch for the Weekend. Patrick Harris wants to thank Luke Anderson for being gone so I can fill in. I'll give another shout-out to A.J. McCord for being gone, for letting me fill in. Uh, as uh, I got to do A.J. and Dusty on Thursday, Friday, and I'll see you guys there on Monday as well. Hey, all give right. Give me on Monday, too. It's just you two on Tuesday and Wednesday. All right. So, yeah, that's fun. I have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about next week. Uh, me neither, but I sit in the two chairs, so I don't do anything. Sure. Pull the old uh, the old Jason Sukanic. You just read everything you can to know everything you can, and then you just, hey, what do you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, cool. I'm ready. One of my favorite things I've ever seen Suk do is uh, when he was sponsoring O'Reilly's. Um, that was the only time I would ever see him bring in something as a prep because he would have <laughs> he had all to these, do a live read of yeah, o'reilly of o'reilly's but he would have all these like offer sheets and stuff about cars <laughs> and transmissions i was like why the hell do you have all that there like they give you copy points you just read the it's like no i like to be uh well informed like to be about the car really really prepared for yeah. my o'reilly bit that's literally the only time i would ever see him bring in like prep because you're right he's he's like a you know talk about a mental trap the guy reads everything 254 he rolls in he's just yeah. ready and he's just the mind goes let's do this 
All right, what uh, what do you what do you got on the brain for uh, the weekend, the upcoming week that you're going to be watching? Uh, well, the uh, Blazers do not I, play until Sunday. But they got Boston on Sunday. That's correct. Boston. Boston's coming off of an incredible 32-point comeback against the Spurs. You know, I might watch that game. Probably not, but I might. I'm going to give it a watch. I want to see. I mean, this is supposed to be the uh, are they for real back game, right? Because sure. we all took the Memphis game as, okay, well, they had to beat them once out of three. Yeah. They kicked the crap out of the Pacers because the Pacers are god-awful, and I think they were missing DeMontis Sabonis and, like, two other players. Yeah. And then you had the Nets last night where it was just Kyrie Irving, and it was a battle of who can score more points before this clock runs out. Mm -hmm. And we won! Yay! Um, But this is finally the moment of, like, okay, they have three straight wins. This is a six-game roadie. You're getting to the point where you're now, I think, within, like, a half game of sixth again. Is this for real? Can you beat a team that beat you in the final seconds, I want to say, like, a week and a half ago, and reclaim this whole we're on a track to make something happen at the end of the season. Because like you and I have said, and I think a lot of people share this sentiment, we want this season to be over. Yes. <laughs> Just wrap it up, guys. It's, it's fine. This is good. This winning streak's entertaining. But I, I, things need to change. I don't need to see more of this. Lose the play-in games or get swept in the first round? First round. That's fine with me. Okay, because I'll take losing in the playoff in the in the. Oh, play really? in games. In play-in. Yeah, be, uh, and, or get swept in the first round. I'll just be like, okay, let's just yeah. let's just do this. I'm out of yeah. here. Uh, something that I'm going to be watching that's not sports related. Uh, if you don't know this, Will, I am a giant, giant Star Wars kid. I uh, did. I did the Tauntaun reference yes, yesterday. And you I said I would take that. the Tauntaun any day, all day. Um, oh, they smell bad on the outside. It's a good joke. <laughs> that's my Harrison Ford. Um, <laughs> uh, Disney Plus on Tuesday is releasing a season uh, that we all are basically calling Clone Wars Season 8, uh, but it is not. It is the Bad Batch. It is a batch of, of rogue clones that were genetically altered to be super clones, uh, and it is post-Republic. Uh, it is the Empire. So they are, they are uh, supposed to be eliminated as the clones are supposed to be the bad guys now. And that comes out uh, Monday at midnight. I gotta and be that's honest. what I'm going to watch. I have no idea. What I'm talking about. What you're talking about. Yeah. But you seem hyped about it. I'm, so I'm, I'm really jacked I'm excited about it. for you. Yeah, so it's like, uh, you know how uh, the clone the clone troopers, they become stormtroopers? I they do kill know that. The, and they kill all the Jedi? Yes. Well, these ones don't go bad. Oh. So now the Empire has to find them because they're like genetically mutated to be super bomb. I'm gonna go and it's home. a cartoon with good animation. I'm going to go home tonight and watch Casino. Oh, that movie's excellent. I've seen that movie 30 times. I don't know why, but like I woke up this morning and I was like, when I get yep. home tonight, I'm watching Casino. I love it. That movie's like two and a half hours, too. So that'll be fun. All right. Well, thank you once again for letting me sit on this show. You guys got a fine show here, and I always feel blessed and honored to... Uh, to be able to take that on. Stick around here as we got the Oregon Spring Game coming up today. You'll get Dusty and Anthony Newman on the pregame show at 1, and then we'll have the Ducks uh, Spring Game here at 2 o'clock. We are home of the Ducks. You can also switch over to 9-10 if you don't like football and you like baseball, if you're a guy like me. You can switch over and catch the Ducks 2 o'clock against Washington State in college baseball. Ducks all weekend. Be safe. Do something that I would do.